0: Hi, I'm Maria Theoharis Harris Solvella on social media. Welcome back to Sew Over 50 Podcast on Soul Organised Style. Grab a cuppa and relax with us. I begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast and pay respects to the Elders past and present. Many thanks for the ongoing support from the Patreon community for Soul Organised Style podcast. Your ongoing support every month keeps me developing these podcasts so you and our listeners can hear from sewers from all walks of life. Thanks for joining us on Sew so 50 podcast. Sew so 50 intersects with all communities. We're a community that is so over ageism. The So over 50 community is positively leading, being visible in the sewing online world. Chris Wood or at Chris Wood Sews is today's Sew so 50 podcast guest. This is part one of two episodes with Chris Woods. Thank you for inviting me into your home today, Chris. Hi. Hi. How are you, Chris? I'm great. How are you? Good. Thank you. Do you have images of over 50 models on your patterns, Chris?
1: On my grid, but not on my website. I only have two models, and they're actually really close in age, but it's kind of how the cookie crumbled. Yeah. Getting models that aren't through a modeling agency is challenging. So I actually found them through Instagram. They're here in Seattle. I was pleased to get two different sizes and two different cultural backgrounds. So I felt like, okay, there's some differences here that are important, but I'm definitely committed to getting a more mature model. Someone actually close to my age or older (laughs) would be great. In the past, I have approached a couple people that are just kind of in my circle, yeah, and both of them were like, "What? Why? (laughs) Like, well, I'm too old to do that." And so I feel like that's kind of the challenge: is that there's some space between wanting to see more representation and wanting to do that representing yourself. Someone has to step up and be the representative, and I totally understand why someone who's not part of the sewing community or you know doesn't do any modeling at all it's not their business would say like why like i don't want to be in front of the camera i don't want to be on your website in perpetuity and then modeling agencies if you have an image on a website you have to pay for that image in perpetuity freelance person you pay them a single fee for that day and that's it then you're kind of done And they agree to have their image up there. And so for me, just budget wise, it's kind of difficult. So I have been using testers that I'm hoping we can get some more through so over 50 so that we can get some more representation there on my grid, at least if I can't, while I try to get the modeling situation together. Yeah, I would appreciate that. I would like to see that. And it serves the community. It does. Yeah there are steps that
0: you need to take and there are cost considerations you need to make. And then when you approach someone who's not in the community, they might not even understand what it is you're trying to achieve.
1: So you've got that level as
0: well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then just people's personal things about having their photo taken. A lot of people don't like themselves. And there was one woman I'm thinking of in particular, who's absolutely stunning with great, Personal style, and she's a friend of our families, and everyone was like, "Oh, you got to ask her. You got to ask her because she's really something unique and special." She was like, "Oh no, I hate myself in pictures." Yeah. And then I talked to her son, who said, "Oh, my mom won't even; she'll like step out of the way of the camera." And I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> so you know, everybody has their personal feelings about photographs, which is really interesting, not wanting to be in the picture. Mm. Yeah. So hopefully I'll find somebody who's ready to go and kind of thinks that sounds like something fun.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Can you let our listeners know where you're from?
1: Yes. I'm from California Bay Area. So I grew up in a suburb of San Jose, which is just south of San Francisco. Yeah. And then I lived in California all my life and recently... Well, it feels recent, but it was actually about six years ago. I moved to Seattle, Washington, so West Coast through and through.
0: And have you been sewing all of your life?
1: Yeah, I started sewing when I was 10. Uh, My mom taught me how to sew on the machine when I was 10. And before that, I was hand sewing clothes for my Barbies and just sort of I was obsessed with my mom's sewing kit. She had a, you know, like a plastic tub briefcase sort of hybrid. And inside were all her threads and notions and bias tape and the seam ripper and all these tools. And I just loved it. We had a fabric closet that had all of my mom's fabrics and patterns. And I used to just drape fabric over myself and imagine clothes and. Rifle through the paper patterns and stare at the pictures on the front. Yeah, it's been a thing my whole life.
0: Thinking back to your mother's closet that had all the fabrics, were they folded neatly? I
1: don't remember. Yeah. Knowing my mom, they probably were. And I probably (laughs) messed them all up. (laughs) Yeah, my mom was a very organized person. And actually, that I am also fairly organized. I clean up my sewing room every day when I'm done for the day. I clean up so that when I come in the morning, I feel fresh, like ready to start something new. So people, when they come over, are often surprised. Like, do you even use this room? (laughs) Yes. I'm one of those people that's a tidy artist.
0: Oh, wow. Organizing fabrics and patterns is an ongoing conversation that a lot of us have in the sewing community.
1: Yes, absolutely. In fact, it's time for me to go through my box of PDF printouts because I gained some inches and a lot of the patterns that I printed out even a year or two years ago don't fit and I am not good. I don't trace because I don't like tracing. So I cut them anyway. So now I have to either reprint or just go through and cull what I have and put some aside yeah I mean it's a box that's bursting at the seams <laughs> that's just
0: how life is you know And yeah. the good thing is as someone who sews we have the ability to make sure that whatever patterns or projects we've got we can always resize them no matter what our shape is
1: yeah absolutely thankfully yes yes thankfully <laughs> that's what's great about a pdf as opposed to a Buying the pattern in the envelope is that that's the time when it I do retrace, but just because once it's cut, you either have to go back and buy the pattern. That's what I like about PDFs is you just you have it, it's there, and that's it. Did you start off in the textiles industry? Chris Wood sews. My Instagram account started, I think, in two thousand nine. I started with an, a different company I had called Chriswood California where I sold handmade clothing to like small boutiques. So I started the Chriswood California account which then became Chriswood Sews. I didn't start in the textile industry. I started with handmaking garments and I did some costuming for like dance troupes. I have a lot of friends who are uh, performers and musicians. So I did some costuming for them. That's when I moved on to the handmaking garments. I also did repairs and hemming for vintage stores. And eventually, I had an account on Instagram, where I was just posting my me as a sewist, just sharing what I was making. And when the pandemic hit, I could no longer do my job which was teaching sewing to kids after school so no more teaching and I just thought what am I gonna do what am I gonna do with myself and then also how am I gonna earn some money (laughs) you know to be frank I had been kicking around the idea of putting one of my patterns kind of into circulation and working on it And I did that and it did well. And I was encouraged to keep going. And I thought, oh, you know, this is what I should have been doing this whole time. (laughs) So I'm really happy. I mean, I was three years ago, I was 45 and just discovering that I had this whole new thing I could do. That's exciting. I was, I'm really grateful for that. And that's a good lesson too, to young people who are like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. Or maybe I'm not making the right career choice. It's like, well, you know, you can, you can always uh, do something new. You just have no idea where your life's going to go. You just keep following what you love and take on new challenges. And and so how's the pattern line going? I'm really grateful and surprised actually at the success that I've had just getting, my name out there. You know, I have a good, decent amount of followers. I feel good about that. I see people reposting my patterns. So I think those are all good signs. You know, there's ups and downs. Not everything is a hit, but (laughs) everything that I've done feels good to me. So in that way, you know, I'm enjoying myself. Definitely a success in terms of being where I want to be, for sure. What focus do you have for your designs? I'll start with my inspiration. So my inspiration for design is I tend to like modern Japanese designers and then also traditional garments from all over the world. And what I like about them is the simplicity, but then there's a creative part of that too that makes even a simple garment bold and exciting. And I think that concept is really what excites me. And if you haven't worked with my patterns before, all of my pattern pieces are rectangles. So for me, it's really exciting and fun to see, okay, I have a layout of different size rectangles and by folding them and sewing them in this certain way, we're gonna get a draped garment that works on the body and because they're all squares they're low waste because any offcuts that are there are usable because they're in a square shape Right. so you don't get those strange offcuts that are weird shapes that aren't really usable then also it's easier to grade for different sizes so what i like about that is that it's as inclusive as i can imagine beginners because it's all straight lines and all size ranges because they're formulas that then you cut out the pattern pieces for. Your patterns seem
0: to focus on zero waste. Was that your main focus when you developed them?
1: No, actually my initial focus was sizing. That was what I was more concerned about was that my patterns are accessible to any size. There's no limit on in either direction. So does that mean it's going to fit every single person? Of course not. No pattern can do that. There's always adjustments. But there's no size barrier to say, "Oh, it doesn't come in my size. That's going to be a big hassle to redraft it or draft it for myself or maybe I'm a beginner and I don't know how to do those kind of that kind of drafting and I want to do that and then that feeling of discouragement it keeps people from sewing and enjoying it. And I love sewing so much. And I love making clothes so much that the idea that someone would go to a pattern that they're excited about and be turned away makes me really sad. <laughs> I don't want that. I want more sewists to chat with about sewing, <laughs> I don't, you know, and then the low waist is part of that. And that's only because the pattern pieces are rectangles and can be placed with or against the grain, you can create the layout that uses the least amount of fabric. So that was, I wouldn't say an accident, but just a happy result of you know of what the focus was. So that was like just an, an added bonus, I'll say.
0: So they work in tandem. You've got accessible patterns that are low waste. Correct. That's the end of part one with Chris Wood. Make sure you keep an ear out for part two. This episode of Sober 50 podcast on Sober Style was produced by me, Maria Harris, with permission of Chris Wood, soundbybensound.com. If you want to provide a guest post for Sober 50, make sure you direct message Judith and Sandy at Sober 50. You can subscribe to Sober Style podcast, but with an S not a Z on all good podcast apps. Make sure you go back and listen to our free Sew 50 podcast archive. And if you can, consider supporting the production of this podcast on Patreon. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.